So welcome to Sunday service at Ananda Village. It's a joy to be here with you. I'm Tiagi Lisa, and this is Nayaswami Mantradevi this morning. And this morning's reading from Rays of the One Light, which are commentaries from the Bhagavad Gita and the Bible by Swami Kriyananda. This morning's topic, Many Are the Paths to Truth. Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness, excuse me, realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramhansa Yogananda. On the dedication page of Swami Kriyananda's book, The Path, appears the following account. A group of Paramhansa Yogananda's disciples had gone with him to see a movie about the life of Gyandev, a great saint of medieval India. Afterwards, they gathered and listened to the master explain certain subtler aspects of that inspiring story. A young man in the group mentioned another film he had seen years earlier in India about the life of Mirabai, a famous woman saint. If you'd seen that movie, he exclaimed, you wouldn't even have liked this one. The guru rebuked him. Why make such comparisons? The lives of great saints manifest in various ways the same one God. The Bible contains a similar account in the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 9. And John said, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and we forbade him, because he followeth not with us. And Jesus said unto him, Forbid him not, for he that is not against us is for us. The more central a truth, the greater the number of contexts in which it can be applied. Truth is like a pure white light containing within itself the full spectrum of the rainbow. Let no one tell you what your path to God ought to be. Many are the paths. Select your own according to the dictates of your own nature, no matter how out of step that puts you with other people. Sri Krishna in the third chapter of the Bhagavad Gita states, trying even unsuccessfully to fulfill one's own spiritual duty, dharma, is better than pursuing successfully the duties of others. Better death itself in the pursuance of one's own duties. The pursuance of another's duties is fraught with spiritual danger. Thus through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. because he's feeling a little under the weather today. That's one of the perks of working at the clinic is he gets to try out all the latest germs. <laughs> so send a prayer to him that he has a fast recovery. And happy Lahiri Mahashai's birthday. Today is his birthday of our Param Param Guru. Param Param means he's twice removed and sort of like in an ancestral lineage, he would be our great grandfather. And um, we had a wonderful 
event on Wednesday, the Sadaka Satsang group put on a lovely, beautiful, well thought out devotional event that, that was just wonderful. So thank you all again who helped put that on. So Lahiri Mahashaya, he is one of our links to God in the lineage of our gurus. And he, because of him, he was part of this play that went on of bringing Kriya Yoga back to mankind. And through Babaji and then him, Sri Teshwar, he and Sri Teshwar basically incarnated to help send Yogananda to America that then the consciousness of the East and the West could be linked and amalgamated together in order to uplift this whole world. And when you think of it, we have two more gurus than we maybe would have because Swamiji said that Babaji was really Yogananda's guru. And instead we have five gurus. Do you know how blessed we are? That we have five avatars who incarnated and we have them behind us helping all of the time. And wh whichever one you pray to, that's a link to the infinite, a link to God. And sometimes people get confused. Well, who should I pray to? We have all these different gurus. And it doesn't matter because they're all linked to the same infinite spirit. It's like God is coming and to us in different sets of clothing, different personalities. But it's all the same when you connect with them. And so sometimes maybe you have a need for one of the attributes or the other. I mean, we have, um, first of all, we have Lahiri Mahashai, and he was a renunciate and a householder. And then um, we have Sri Teshwar, who gives us that wonderful wisdom and common sense. And we have Babaji, who's the highest aspiration of our soul, living in the Himalayas and Krishna, devotion and joy. And then we have Jesus, who has the love for all mankind flowing through him. And our own Prem Avatar, Paramahansa Yogananda, an incarnation of love. And Paramahansa Yogananda, he brought to us Swami Kriyananda, who was one of our greatest friends and the example of divine friendship and discipleship. So we're so blessed. We're, we're blessed more than we can imagine with all of these examples on how to love God. Now today the reading was on there are many paths to truth. Now, Yogananda, what, um, Swami quoted, saying, yes, and why compare? Why compare one saint to another? Why compare one path to another? Because whatever path that we're on, we've been on many, many. We've tried them all, whether it's Judaism or whether it's Catholicism or Christianity, or um, we've taken lifetimes where we said, no, I'm not going to even believe in God. I'll be an atheist. Or we've tried shamanism. We've tried all these different things. And it's it's only according to the level of our consciousness and our karmic 
evolution. So whatever level of consciousness you're vibrating on, you're going to draw that path. So if you're in, in a lifetime and, and are feeling dogmatic and judgmental, you'll, you'll draw a path like that. If you're getting ready to find God, you've just learned all these lessons, then you'll find a yogic path and you'll find a guru. So all of this is to help us evolve on the spiritual path. Now, it's been described that God is a jealous God. And Swami uh, um, gave the interpretation of that. And I thought it was very interesting and helpful because why would God stoop to being a jealous God, right? That very human attribute. And what he said was that God in loving us is very single in his loving you. Now that's how he put it, is single in his loving you. He said what that means is that God loves you totally for yourself, only for yourself. He doesn't love you for what he can get out of you. He doesn't love you for what you can do for him or what you can do for someone else, but that he loves you only for yourself. And in return, he asks us, he demands from us, that we love him equally. And really what that means also is that we have to love him on the same wavelength as he's loving us. So if we don't love him on the same wavelength, he simply cannot come to us because we're on a different vibrational level. And so as long as you're saying, well, I want God, I want you, God, I want you, God, but I also want this, I also want that, I also love this, I'm also over here doing this, then God says, okay, I'll wait, I'll wait for you. I'll wait until you can bring your vibration and bring your loving up to where we can commune together. And so often we are doing our best in trying, but we're not quite there on how to do it. And in the disciple vow that we have at Ananda, it, it, in it, it says, so long, mother, I tried to do it by myself. And now, and I always wanted you, your love for me for what, basically what I could get out of it, what you could do for me. And now I'm ready to just love you for yourself. And so God knows our heart. God knows what is going on with us. And it's like Krishna, the gopis were all singing and chanting his name in the other room. And he was going about his business and, and they were chanting and crying out for Krishna and crying out for Krishna with great devotion and great love. And he just went about his business. And then his chief disciple Radha, she very quietly once said his name, Krishna. He immediately got up and went into the other room because he heard her call him because she only wanted him, and that's all. And so God knows what our hearts are doing. He knows what's in our hearts. 
And so it's a process of letting go of each thing he's teaching us, he's showing us. And um, like another, another story is that Master had a disciple and he was very childlike and had a great love of life. But the first time, and Swami tells this story, Eddie George, the first time that he met Master, he really didn't know anything about what Master was about. And so here he is, they're in a room, and Master's there with a whole group of disciples and people. And here's Eddie doing the absolute unthinkable. He's sitting in a chair with one leg over the arm of the chair. He's smoking a cigar, and he's telling dirty jokes. Can you imagine somebody doing that in front of Master? And Master just laughed and hugged him. He knew Eddie's heart. He knew his heart. He knew what was inside of him. And so that's what, what we keep trying. We keep, and we have each other to work on, right? But human heart can break your love, and divine love can heal it. And there was... Uh, devotee disciple of name Karoli Baba and she said when she was seven her father left and it broke her heart she said I never thought I cried and cried and cried and I never thought my heart could ever be whole again and she said but then when I met Maharaji named Karoli Baba he looked at me and I felt so loved I felt like I was the only one in the world. And it healed me. It healed me totally. It healed um, that hole in my heart. And she said, and everyone could feel that. Everyone in the room. And that's what Yogananda was about. And that's what we had that example closer to us with Swami Kriyananda. Everyone felt that he was their friend. And you knew that Swami was always behind you. And he often said, humans are very fickle. You know, they pledge their love and loyalty, and then their hearts close. And the same love that you're giving them, their hearts won't open from it. And so it's like that with God. We get that little, little inkling of, of a feeling of closeness with God, right? And then... We have a good meditation, we feel good, we feel close to God, God, we feel a sense of joy and bliss. And then, I think I'll have a pizza. Or I think I'll go do this. Or now I'm, you know, and Swami told us often, he said, when you get that feeling, sit there and keep it. Don't stop. Keep nurturing that feeling because it might not come back the next day. It might not come back a few others because... It's, it's changed. You've tapped into that little bit of God that is giving you that joy and that bliss. And you want to live in that joy and bliss. But we get distracted. All these things happen that keep us from focusing totally. But that's what it takes. It takes loving God more than we love everything else. That's simply all it is. Because God loves us totally, we have to give that back.
And so it takes one focused um, concentration, right? There's a story of a king who had a slave that um, served him faithfully. And he did such a good job and he was always there for the king. So the king made him one of his ministers. And eventually he made him the prime minister. And people were not liking this. And they were saying, but he was just a slave. And the king says, ah, but let me show you. And he invited all the other, well, ministers and, and the people who were around him. And he said, meet me in the woods at a certain time tomorrow. And so he told them where to meet him. And in the, on the way to this place, there were many festivals and there were many um, oh, restaurants to eat in and, and things to take their interest. And so some of them dilly-dallied a little bit. Others dilly-dallied a lot. And some never even made it to the spot. Now the prime minister, what did he do? He started at the beginning and he walked. And he got there half an hour early. And so the king said to the rest of them, that's why he's the prime minister, because he serves me and, and he's one pointed in that. And so it's not like it's easy. And God gives us all the tests that we will need and the tests that are perfect for us, right? I mean, in that reading also, it said, at the, for the Bhagavad Gita saying, look at your own plate. Look at, don't try to do someone else's dharma or their duty. Do your own duty. Even if you do it badly, it's better than doing someone else as well. And so look at your own plate. This is the perfect thing that God is giving you at this moment. Thank you, God. And all of our masters are behind us helping. Even if you're not on this spiritual path, you can pray to them. They're masters. They're links to God. And they will help you. And there's a story of a, a saint and his wife. And the saint loved his wife very, very much. But he loved God more. And he would pray and say, God, I love you more than anything in this world. If anything comes before you in my mind, then I want to get rid of that obstacle. And when he, even when he got married, he said that in his mind he made the resolution, God, if you ever ask me to leave everything, I will leave all my possessions, all my, uh, I will leave my wife everything. And so... At one point, he and his wife decided to go on pilgrimage. And they were going to have a baby. So they thought, well, it would be very auspicious to have the baby in the holy land of Benares. So they started on the journey. And they were near the outskirts of the city. And she started to go into labor. And she was in great pain. And he saw an empty house that was dilapidated and deserted. So he quickly took her in there so that she could have the baby there. And she was laboring, and she said to her husband, she said, Saintly One, 
I think I'm going to die. And please promise me that you will take care of this baby, that in a divine inspiration or urge, you won't desert this baby. She knew her husband. So, <laughs> so he, was, he was feeling such love for her, and he was feeling such love for this baby. And so the baby was born, and his wife died. And there was a beautiful baby boy that they had been hoping to attract. And he felt such love for this little baby. And the baby was crying and crying. And then he said, in his mind, he said, God, I love you more than I love this baby because without your love and without you giving me the love to love this baby, I couldn't have that love. So the love is coming from you. And I still love you more than I love this baby. But tell me how to take care of this baby. How is it that this baby can be taken care of? And then he spotted on the floor, there was a little lizard. And the lizard laid an egg. And then it slithered off into the dark. And this egg broke. And out came a little tiny baby lizard. And it opened its mouth in hunger. And at that moment, a little insect flew into its mouth and assuaged its hunger. And then it went off looking for a place to hide. And the saint thought, God, you can take care of a little lizard. You will take care of this baby. And then suddenly there was a great rumble in the ether and there was a great light and he heard a voice saying, my beloved, come with me. We will live in ecstasy and love in the Himalayas. Come with me now. And so the saint was torn. He said, beloved, beloved God, I must prove to you that I love you more than this baby. But please, please, I beseech you, show me how this baby who has no mother, no father, will be taken care of. And he, he, he didn't know what to do. But he said, I have to prove my love to you. And the baby was crying. And he went rushing out of the house over a little ways away. And his heart was just hurting. It was suffocating. But at the same time, his love for God, he had pledged, I will love you more, God, but please help me know that this baby will ta be taken care of. And a few minutes later, a royal carriage drew up. And they stopped at the little house because they heard the baby crying. And the queen got out and went in, and she brought the child out with her, got in the carriage, and they quickly left. And um, the saint then, he prayed, he said, God, thank you for taking care of this baby. And he hung around for a few days in the nearest town. And he heard that the king and queen had been childless. And they took the foundling in as their own and made him the heir to the kingdom. And so the saint was very pleased. And he said, 
now he could go to the Himalayas and he could commune with God, that God had given him everything. God had given him the ability to love. And now God is giving him himself. And this story was told by Paramahansa Yogananda in the Percepted Lessons. And he said, the moral of the lesson is to always love God no matter what, more than anything else in the world. And seek ye first the kingdom of God and all your desires will be met. So we have to just keep trying our best. We have each other to help us, right? We have each other to keep us going on the path. We have our gurus showing us how to do it. And maybe some days we fall down and we're not as loving as we can be. Maybe some days we feel the bliss of God and we think, yes, this is what I want. This is what I want. And then we get busy again. And uh, St. Mirabai, she used to sing beautiful songs to God. And she said, all, at night you sleep, all day you are busy. When do you have time for God? So we have to just keep knowing that he is going to take care of us. He's going to take care of us and our every single need. And I'll tell you another story of that was very poignant for how God takes care of every single little need that we ever have, just like the little lizard. And there was a woman who worked, she was a nurse in Africa, and she worked in a little village. And uh, there was a mother uh, at one point who had a baby, and the mother died, and they had to take care of this little baby. She also left a two-year-old behind. And they didn't have electricity. They didn't have an incubator. They had to keep this baby warm. They had to keep this baby alive. And so she said to one of the, the nurses in training, she said, you know, go get the box with the cotton wrap that we keep babies warm in and um, get a hot water bottle. And the woman came back and she was very upset because the hot water bottle had burst. And I, they were in the jungle and near the equator and rubber doesn't last very well there. And, they, and she says, it's our last water bottle. And so then uh, she, she said, all right, build up the fire and uh, put the baby next to the fire and you sleep on the other side of the baby because there were drafts that would come in. And she said, your job is to keep the baby warm. And so the next day, this woman, is, she has a little prayer circle with the orphans, the ones who wanted to take part. And so they were having a prayer circle at, at noontime. And she told the children, she said the, about the baby, and she even told them about the two-year-old, and said, this baby could die if we don't help it. And she told them about the water bottle. And one of the girls, she was a 10-year-old, and she prayed out loud and she said, God, Send a water bottle. Send it today, this afternoon. We need it because if we don't, this baby's going to die. And while you're at it, send a little dolly for the two-year-old so that he, she knows that God loves her. And the woman's going, oh, great. <laughs> you know, this little kid is, is praying this prayer. And here's her faith on the line. And so... A little while later, she was teaching a class, 
and to the, um, the other nurses. And somebody said, a car just drove up. This doesn't happen very often. And uh, she went to her house and there was a package that was 22 pound package. And she said in the four years she'd been there, she'd never had a package, never gotten a package. And so she couldn't open it alone. She called all the children to come and be around. And they carefully opened it and preserved the paper and, and everything. And, and she opened the box and there was the, all these brightly knit jerseys for the children. And she started handing them out and they were all excited. And, and then there were some raisins and things that they could use for baking. And, and then there were some bandages for the leprosy folks. And um, the kids got a little bored, you know, about this. And then she looked it up, and there, guess what? There was a hot water bottle. And she said, um, the little girl, she rushed forward, and she said, the hot water bottle, well, where's the dolly? Where's the dolly? I knew it would come. And she pulled down, and there, of course, was a little dolly, perfect for the two-year-old. And um, she, she... This, this woman is just a little bit dumbfounded. She said, that package was packed five months ago in order to get there. So it had been on its way for five months. It had been packed by her Sunday school um, um, teachers at the church that she used to go to. And she said, and how would they know to send a hot water bottle? She lives at the equator, you know. But it's needed. It gets cold there at night. And so... It, it just goes to show that we think, okay, we need to pray now in the moment. But what is time? That was already on its way. And so if God is going to do that in the little details, he's going to help you in every single way in your life. So I want to end by reading these quotes from... Um, our gurus and saints that are close to us. So if you would like to, you can close your eyes and visualize each one of these as you listen to this. So first, visualize Rajasi Janakananda. Rajasi, I could not even begin to tell you how great the love of God is. People think I do this, I enjoy that. Yet whatever they are doing and enjoying inevitably comes to an end. But the love and joy of God that I feel is without any end. One can never forget it once you have tasted it. It is so great you could never want anything else to take its place. What we all really want is the love of God. And you will have it when you attain deeper realization. And now visualize Anandamoyima. Even those who have never seen me or heard of me Swim into my vision the moment they need me. Then I do the needful for them. Yes, when you think of me, your form flashes across my vision, just as objects become visible when the torchlight is focused on them. And now visualize Swami Kriyananda. In all the incarnations that I have wandered, Divine Mother has loved me. The only thing she's asked for is that I love her in the same way. Lahiri Mahashaya, visualize him now. I am ever with those who practice Kriya Yoga. I will guide you to the cosmic home 
through your enlarging perceptions. And now visualize Mahavatar Babaji. I shall never leave my physical body. It will always remain visible to at least a small number of people on this earth. Shri Krishna, when a person responds to the joys and sorrows of others as if they were his own, he has attained the highest state of spiritual union. And Sri Yukteswar, the Lord responds to all and works for all. Seldom do men realize how often God heeds their prayers. He is not partial to a few, but listens to everyone who approaches him trustingly. His children should ever have implicit faith in the loving kindness of their omnipresent Father. And then lastly, our Guru Paramahansa Yogananda. The greatest romance is with the infinite. You have no idea how beautiful life can be when suddenly you find that what, wherever you are, God comes and talks to you and guides you. The romance of divine love has started. And so we are not alone. We're being helped in so many ways by so many saints and our gurus uh, the world over. So never lose hope and keep loving God. God bless you. Grow up alone.